Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Okay, so seven practices into what is now preseason number two. What kind of foundation have you been able to lay in those seven practices? Well, it's, it's actually been really good. You know, um, we've actually gone back and studied what a normal camp would look like in terms of the number of practices and then studied what, um, you know, a normal camp would look like in terms of the number of meetings uh, and compared it to, to this year. And, and, you know, in a lot of ways, uh, this is this is favorable. You know, this is, um, you can make the argument maybe even a little better in some ways. So um, it's been really good for us on offense, obviously, with, you know, tweaking, tweaking the offense. Um, you know, defensively, it's always good to reinforce some of the things. And then we've done our off-season studies and, and made some changes uh, with, with what we're what we're trying to do defensively. And then, you know, obviously, Coach Lord put a great foundation last year on special teams, and we've built on it. So, you know, it's it's no different than anything else. It's getting everybody to buy into it. You know, one of the things I talked to the team about yesterday is, you know, as you know, you know, we we play a lot of music at practice and crowd noise and all that kind of stuff. Well, that's going to be different. You know, I said, you know, as we get closer to game week, you know, we're going to have to understand. We're going to have to bring our own energy. We're going to be playing in empty stadiums. You know, the, you know, you you would listen to college games and NFL games. You can hear everything. You can hear all the calls, the checks. So it's going to be different, and we're going to have to bring our own juice. And not only that, but in watching, for example, the uh, the game between the Saints and the Packers, there's no way Aaron Rodgers does a hard count in the Superdome under normal circumstances, and he he got the Saints three different times in that. So there's you know there's something about maybe your quarterback having the ability to do that, but also it means a quarterback can come in here and has has the ability to do that. that that's exactly right. You're going to lose your home field advantage. Um, but you're also going to have less challenges, you know, on the road as well. So, um, you know, like, like anything, you know, the, the most important thing for me is that it's as level of a playing field as possible. And, you know, different states have different, you know, requirements and, and expectations. And I think, you know, the Big Ten decided that no one was going to have any fans. And I know for probably some of the states, you know, maybe like Nebraska, that was probably going to have fans. You know, it, it hurts them, but I also understand you know, trying to make this as, as consistent as possible uh, week in and week out for everybody involved. You have worked very hard along with your staff over the years to recruit to get the offensive line back to where you were hoping to get it. What has been like for you, especially in the first week and plus everything else, that you've had now some established depth on the offensive line? I think it's been it's been really good. Um, you know the the competition, the way we can practice. Um, you know, guys knowing they better come to work every single day because there's somebody trying to take their job. Uh, I think Coach Troutwine's done a tremendous job. I think Wendy Laurent and Ty Howell have done a great job. You know, I'm, I'm really I've been very impressed with our staff. Um, but they also, those guys, you know, everybody, maybe except for Wendy, they don't understand, like me and you, what it was like when we got here. I mean, it's funny. People brush over that when, you know, when you talk to people. You know, we had five scholarship offensive linemen before we moved over 
Derek Dowry and Brian Gaia from the defensive line. And and people brush over that. I, I don't think people understand no. how 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 you know crazy that is, how challenging that was. Um, you know, so where we are now in terms of having, you know, seventeen, sixteen to seventeen scholarship offensive linemen, but not only scholarship offensive linemen, you know, sixteen or seventeen guys that you think you could play with. You know, our 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 starting lineup, I think, is going to be really good. I, I think our two deep is is going to be as good as you know anywhere in the country. You know, I, I believe that. Um, now, again, that doesn't mean our starting five is going to be the best in the country, but I think our our two deep is really good. Well, you mentioned Wendy because he had to move to center and Mangiero had to go to left tackle. This is the way it used to be, and you and I know that. So that's the way it used to be. Well, the other thing is, if you saw saw Wendy right now, you'd say, no way that guy played offensive line. That's right. And that's a positive thing. You know, as as we know, you know, in college football, usually when you get done playing, it's one or the other. You blow up with a lack of uh, exercise and put on a bunch of weight. Or like Coach Troutwine, who's who played in the NFL at 325 pounds, and he's 226 pounds right now. At six foot six, our offensive line coach and Wendy Laurent, you know, looks like a looks like a field field backer. Exactly. Uh, when you get when when you've always promoted that if a certain player had the ability to play multiple positions up front, you've always encouraged that. What has the versatility of an older player like Des Holmes meant to you so far? Yeah, the other thing I would say to you, too, um, is we're doing that with Will Fries right now. Will Fries, um, we're getting him some work at not only right tackle, obviously, but, but right guard. Um, part of that is, is you, know, um, you know, we think that, that may be in Will's future as well, you know, at the next level. Uh, that's also Caden Wallace is doing some really nice things right now at offensive tackle. So, uh, allowing some of those guys to get some reps, I think you'll also see us, you know, probably because of how how strongly we feel about our two deep on the offensive line. I think you could see us um, play more guys. You know, offensive line is like one of those positions you don't typically rotate a whole lot of guys in there because the trying to get five guys to play as one is challenging, and, and the chemistry and that cohesion is important. Um, but Guys have guys have earned it, and guys that deserved it. So um, you know you're going to see, I think, a little bit of that, you know, this year. And that's with guys like Des Holmes, and that's with guys like Will Fries, and the guy in the middle, Michael Mennett. Uh, it's it's uh, how important is he as the quarterback for you of your offensive line? Yeah, I think whenever you can have a guy as talented as he is, but also you know the experience at that position is, is so important, and it's been really good again. You know, having guys like Juice Scruggs and having guys like Mike Miranda that we also feel good, you know, at, at that position. Um, you know, that that's that's three guys that we feel really good about. And then someone that someone that probably you know, you don't hear his name very often, but we've been so impressed with this young man since the day he stepped on our campus is Zaylor. Zaylor, uh, you know, we, we would have died to have him my first year. Um, you know he's he's done extremely well. We, we're super proud of him. Yeah, and again, that's all part of the depth. And then, what about in terms of tight end? We know what 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 the tight end situation is, but you talk about playing as one. How important is the tight end into that playing as one for you? Yeah, in a lot of ways, you know, you, you look at the tight end. You know, to me, it's one of my favorite positions. 
because um, you know the tight end really has to spend 50% of their time, you know, working, um, you know, hand in hand with the offensive line and really being an extension of the offensive line, depending on your system. And then they have to spend 50% of their time working hand in hand with the wide receivers, um, you know, in the in the passing game, and having a guy like Pat Fryermuth that that can can live in both worlds because a lot of tight ends you see you know even guys that end up you know being ranked you know um you know in, in tight end rankings nationally and things like that a lot of them are, are really wide outs they're not really tight ends and i think i think that's one of the things that that's so great about pat is you don't know how to deal with him on on defense you know if you don't if you don't respect him in the running game then then we're going to beat you up you know with with our with our run game and if you if you overcommit to stop in the run game with Pat in there, then he can beat you in the passing game, and that's where tight ends are, are so you know are so um, impactful. You know when it comes to offense is is matchups and and how are you going to treat them in your game plan? You know and then after Pat, um, you know uh, Tyler Bowen's done a great job in recruiting and developing, and we got a group of you know four to five guys that that are battling and. You know, I think that's what it is right now. It's Pat, and then it's a group of guys that are that are battling, you know, to find out, you know, who's going to be the second tight end on the field or who's going to be Pat's backup. Penn State football coach James Franklin. Coming up out of the hour, Mark Zumoff on the Sixers. Mark's one of the best in the business without question. Dick Girardi at uh, 4.06 today. King in the final half hour today. Shikolimi football coming up tonight. 7 o'clock, 6.30 air time with Kevin and the Chief. All that and more. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Well, suit's not here, so we're going to take back control of what we're doing. See, Matt likes like, the fact I can tie the suit into anything. Is this... It is impressive. <laughs> Great to have you with us on the show today. Fun one today. Dick Girardi will be at 335. We had to switch up. Mark had to switch up. So I know I said at the end of the previous segment that uh, we're going to have Mark on next. Uh, it turned out that uh, Mark got a hold of us. He needs to move to 406. So we will do that. And Dick Girardi, of course, more than happy to work at 335. 
That's what happens when you know people for a long time. You can make moves. All right. Um, it's great. I mean, we haven't had Zoom off of the show. I think he is so good at what he does. Man, oh, yeah. He is, I'm, ex- I'm, I'm pumped to have him on today. He's tremendous. I mean, I, it's not like he and I have never talked because we have. But you know, I'm, I'm just glad we were able to get him on the show because this is uh, he's in this business. This is the definition of a pro's pro. All right. Um, baseball playoffs are continuing. And as they do continue, I know the Marlins and the and the uh, Cubs are playing at Wrigley Field. Marlins won the opener of the series five to nothing. And so now game two. One thing you've noticed I know the Cardinals Padres game got a little crazy, eleven to nine, but there haven't been a lot of runs scored in some of these games. Um and the Cubs and the Marlins are still scoreless in the bottom half of the fourth inning. Although the Cubs may have a little rally going. Um, Steelers and Titans will be, as we talked about yesterday, October 25th. Okay. That means the Ravens game is November 1st. And again, it's interesting, Mike Tomlin's done the job for a while. And there are people who are critical that he hasn't won more games of this. Sometimes they don't like a style. Um, you know. I'm, I've always been a big Mike Tomlin guy. Big, big Mike Tomlin guy. And I love his approach. But yesterday I asked him about having to play 13 straight weeks. He goes, who cares? <laughs> it's exactly right. <laughs> you don't sit there and go, well, yeah, it's a concern. Oh, we're going to have to play. All you do is that when you sit there and you turn it into a concern, we're going to have to play it around, we're going to think about what we're doing. It makes everybody else think. If the, if the head person sits there and says, hey, don't worry about it. He says, who cares? We're fine. Everybody else is like, yeah, okay, that's fine. Love the approach. Spend too much time worrying about stuff. We opened up this segment with the chief person who's like that. I'm talking about the suit. He worries about everything. See, you I can can't criticize him. him for that no, no. because I'm the same no, no. way. No, but you ask him. It is, I, I, I was not kidding when I said that. You ask him, how many times did he, he say this the, and the other thing? And I said, don't worry. That I said to him, don't worry about it. It's fine. No, it's true. Right? I tell you that. Tell you. I tell you that all the time. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Yes. Again, I was interviewed today by someone, and in the interview, they asked about the influence of my parents. And I talked about work ethic and things like that, and I said, my father always told me, he said, look, he says, don't worry about things you can't control. I mean, meanwhile, we've had to replace the carpet in the back corner office three times in the past year because of him pacing. Like, uh, what are we doing? Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet. Now, that will solve a lot of problems. 
taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by our good friends at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, and Sunbury the Beverage Supermarket. You know, you might need Brewers Outlet more than ever to get through the Eagles season. <laughs> so true. You're so bitter. Or anybody who's watching the Sunday night game this week, you have the Eagles who are playing terrible against Dick Mullins. You're so bitter. I remember when I thought you were this nice guy, you know, great wife, you know, great kid. Now it's like, why? I mean, do they? I mean, does your son know how bitter you are? Yeah, not yet, at least. <laughs> uh, Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, and Sunbury, the Beverage Supermarket. Imports, domestics, microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drink snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. And the pickle bar, led by the barrels and the dills, indeed second to none. And I don't care if it's chilly or not, everybody loves a, fl- uh, a slushy. Six great flavors. Pellet Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And I'm in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Kia, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. It is the first week in October. And in the first week in October, of course, that means the Preakness. Huh? With that, we bring in the great Dick Girardi, DJ. What? The Preakness? What is going on? Oh, it's 2020. I forgot. It's 2020. And who could forget? (laughs) Who who could forget is right. Yeah, no, it's just uh, a bizarre uh, end to a triple crown that was bizarre from the start in a bizarre year that keeps getting more bizarre by the day. And, yes, exactly right. So this is Preakness number, what, 145? So, Sounds right. Yeah, it's going to be the first one where I have not been in Baltimore. Uh, boy, like four, 30 years, 40 years? I don't know, a long yeah. time. Jesus. Crazy. And, and not only that, this is a really different field <laughs> than, than what we thought about back in the Belmont Stakes. Um so let's start with this. Uh, let's start with um, what there's eleven horses. Mm-hmm. That's about that's usually about the field for the Preakness. What eight yep. to, eight to eleven? That's right. Uh, so what about authentic? Let's start there. Well, it's Mr. Baffert. Uh, he has won the Derby six times. The previous five times, the horse that he brought to Pimlico won the Preakness. So he's five for five on that Derby Preakness double going for six for six with Authentic. Uh, he's also won the Preakness two other times with horses that probably should have won the Derby but didn't were unlucky. So he's going for a record eight Preakness win uh, tomorrow. And look, Authentic's the horse to beat. Uh, he beat the uh, huge favorite, Tis the Law, in the Derby. No Tis the Law this time. They're waiting eight weeks for the Breeders' Cup instead of coming back in four weeks for the Preakness. Um, and look, Authentic's for real, Steve. I mean, he just he's he's won every race but one, and in that race he got a bad start and finished second. And he probably is going to be out there in front again. Maybe there's a little more speed than there was in the Derby, but not dramatically so. Um, 
So I think Johnny V and uh, Mr. Baffert, they don't team up a lot, but when they do, they're pretty dangerous. And not only that, I think, as you pointed out, this horse likes to run with the lead. I mean, it's very rare when this horse is in a come-from-behind position because this horse just breaks and goes. Yeah, the only time he got beat, he missed the break. He was post-seven in a seven-horse field. He kind of took a right turn, and he got behind, and he never could catch up. And he finished second to a very good horse, honoring P, who finished fourth in the Derby. But that kind of wasn't indicative of the horse's talent. And I, I do think this, and Baffert's mentioned this, Steve, you know, this is four weeks. Typically, it's two weeks between the Derby and the Preakness. He would have liked it to be two weeks because this horse was in such great shape that the others are going to be playing catch-up if it was two weeks. Uh, but by having it four weeks, it's brought other good horses like Art Collector, who probably wouldn't have been able to make it if it had been two weeks. Right. He's back in it. A uh, thousand words who got scratched right before the Derby because he flipped over in a paddock. He's back in it. Uh, I think it's actually the three races this year. I think it's the strongest field of all. The Belmont was basically tis the law and a bunch of horses that were trying to finish second. Right. Uh, the Derby had like maybe four good horses in it. I think half this field is like pretty good, including the really good Philly Swiss Skydiver. Yeah. Uh, what about Pneumatic? Because Pneumatic was what fourth in the Belmont and then won the Pegasus, and they pointed to this race. Yeah, I, I, he's my long shot. He's twenty to one. Um, he's trained by Steve Ashmussen, who's he's had four horses of the year since two thousand nine. Rachel Alexander Curlin twice and Gunrunner, and Steve he just went over nine thousand wins in his career. Only the second trainer in history to do that, and he's going to break the all time record for wins next year. And he's the I don't know if there's a sports analogy for this. But he's as good with, like, the cheapest imaginable kind of horses, like $5,000 claiming horses that might run at Lone Star Park in Texas, as the horses that run in the best races in the country. And there's no other trainer that does that. Like, Baffert doesn't have $5,000 claimers. Right. He just has horses that cost big numbers, and he runs them in big races. Uh, but Asmus is the rare exception that has both. And Pneumatic, he's got three in the race. Yeah. I think Pneumatic is his best chance. And uh, my man Jersey Joe Bravo was on him, so uh, that's that's my long shot. Uh, if it could come like say nine ten authentic pneumatic, I yeah. think you can rest assured I might have some of that. And I wouldn't be shocked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there have been five Phillies that have won the Preakness. So you mentioned Swiss Skydiver. Uh, yep. Was the uh, I think I want to say Swiss Sky, Skydiver is the runner up in the Oaks. Uh, that's correct. Uh, with and the Kenny McPeak trains this horse. Uh, what do you like about this horse? I mean, this horse is is a million dollar dollar earner. What do you like about? Yeah, it? Yeah, incredibly consistent. Um, Steve, since late March, she's run six times in in graded stakes races, all against fillies, with the exception of Bluegrass, where she ran against Dark Collector. She's been win, 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 second, win, second. Uh, so you don't get much more consistent than that. And one of the seconds was when she took on the boys and, and lost to Art Collector, who's a really good horse, who has a yeah. very good chance of winning this race. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, it, and I think Kenny just said, hey, there's if there had been a race for three-year-old fillies at this stage, I think he'd have run her in it, but there really isn't any left. So he's going to run her in this, then she'll come back and run in the, against the females in the, in the Breeders' Cup this staff in Kentucky in five weeks. 
Our collector had been on a pretty good streak. Our collector had won four races in a row, and as you pointed out, there's a good shot that our collector was going to be the second choice for the Derby before that that foot injury. Yep. So, yep. Uh, what what do you think a month can mean for our collector, and what kind of factor can our collector p- potentially be? Yeah, I think he had a real chance to win the Derby, and he probably has a little better chance to win the Preakness. Because, as disappointing as it was for Bruce Lunsford, who's a Kentucky guy, and a trainer, Tommy Drury, both Kentucky guys, not to run in the Derby, Steve, they're going to get eight weeks instead of four. And I actually thought they made a mistake by running this horse at Ellis Park. I thought they just should have waited for the Derby. It turned out it was going to be irrelevant. Uh, but the fact that they get those extra four weeks, his workout on September 19th is the best of any horse coming into this race. It was just spectacular. So I think he's going to run great. The question is, is he going to be run well enough that he can run down the favor to the stretch? Because although our collector has speed, I don't think they're going to race him that way. I think they're going to let Authentic go and try to, at some point, get outside of him and just try to run him down. And he could. It could happen. And I would probably pick him in normal circumstances. But I've just watched Peppert win these races too many times. I mean, I, you, know, it's, you get all the worst of the price, but you get the best of the possibilities. You mentioned earlier the uh, other Baffert horse, which is Thousand Words, which yep. uh, you know, uh, for Jimmy Barnes, the assistant yep. trainer, not good. Nah. Uh, Jimmy broke his wrist when uh, Thousand Words flipped. Uh, but the horse is fine. <laughs> so yeah. since the horse yeah. is fine, what does it mean? Yeah, I mean, he, he flipped in the paddock, what, 15, 20 minutes before the derby, and by rule, they had to scratch him because you just don't know if there's some problem at that point. They might not be showing anything, but they could have some injuries you don't know about. They got him back to the bar. They did all the tests. He was fine. Um, and he's had some really good races. I mean, last year, he was probably the top two-year-old in the barn. Um, and then he just had a couple really bad races, like, what, what is going on here? Um, but last time out, he beat on our AP, looked good doing it. I, I think Authentic's a little better, and it's going to be interesting how Baffert talks to his jockeys. He's got Florent Giroux will ride 1,000 words. He does not want 1,000 words and Authentic going out there battling each other. Right. So I think you can expect that 1,000 words will say be sitting third or fourth early in this race. What about New York traffic? Uh, you know, New York traffic is, is uh, obviously uh, – Challenged Authentic in the Haskell in July. What about this horse? I, I thought he was going to run great in Kentucky, and he had great position, and he just lost it on the far turn. He couldn't keep up. He finished eighth. Now, yeah. Now, he did lose a shoe in that race. That sometimes can affect a horse. I don't, I don't know that it should have affected him so much. He gets beat almost 14 lengths. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if, if that was a one-off, and all his other races in 2020, any one of them are good enough to give him a chance to be in the top three. Um, so he's kind of the mystery here, Steve. Like, well, why did he run like that? I don't have a great answer for it. Um, it could have been that. It could have just been the fact that he was chasing up pretty hot pace and inauthentic and just it, it, that just did the play of the race, the, the way the race's run didn't work out. But yeah, he's not without a chance. I'm not going to bet him this time, but he is not without a chance if he comes back to that form where he lost authentic by a nose and a Haskell. All right, so how do you want to play this, Dick? Because when you look, you you look at it. You know, there's obviously there's a favorite in all this, but there's several yeah. players. There's several horses in here. There are double digit to the one in here. Yeah, I I wish 
I wish I could see the first 200 yards. Yeah. <laughs> like like ahead of time. Um, if they're like I think they are, then I think authentic is is a better than 50-50 chance to win. If he's cleared the field uh, heading into the first turn. And if that's the case, I think it's most likely to be authentic over our collector. Um, and it could be the other way around if our collector is good enough. And I kind of like a 9-3-10, that's pneumatic, yeah. and then four Swiss skydiver in that. Let's put it this way, Steve. If it's in that order, you may hear me from State College. There you go. <laughs> Perfect. I, I love it. It's <laughs> exactly right. Um, this this track is, you know, we've talked about it many, many times. Everyone talks about the tight turns. Actually, the track's not as wide as other places. Correct. It's only, it's, it's exactly only, right. Yeah, it's, yep. it's, it's only an 11-horse field. Does it even come into play here? Because, I mean, the width of the track would be a big deal if I think this was like the Derby and 20 and they weren't allowed. Right. It. But the fact yeah, that it's 11, right. it's no big deal. Now there's a limit of 14 in the Preakness. Yeah, now 11 should it should not be a factor. Um, and I think authentic is drawn well. You'd rather be outside than inside. Uh, yeah. Anytime there's other speed in the race, you'd rather be outside of them. So in case somebody goes like crazy, you could get, just get your horse to relax behind the other one. Yeah, and authentic's in the nine hole. So. Yep, I think that's a good spot. For it's them. a really good spot. And pneumatic is next authentic. And, it uh, is. And, yeah. A little, little 9 3 10 action or 9 10, that would be fine. Yeah. Either one would be fine. Anything works in w- that order. <laughs> yes, it works. I'm going to ask you a quick basketball question. They, yes, sir. Because uh, Penn State's been practicing. I had a long talk with Patrick yesterday. Uh-huh. And uh, they're going to get to camp on the 14th with the idea of starting on the 25th. Okay. Uh, of November. Uh, no- yep. uh, November 25th being the start time. Yep. How you know, look circumstances will dictate all of this, but how important is it, Dick, that they can pull it off and have a basketball season and have a tournament? Yeah, it's it's huge. I mean, it's look, it's one thing. You know, all the other sports have sort of gotten to play. It's been a little strange, right? But baseball's in the playoffs, strange sixty game season, uh, shortened NBA, no home games, but they're they're into the NBA finals. Hockey's done. Uh, horse racing's gone the whole way. It's really college basketball is the one sport that just like, all right, why don't we just end it at the most significant time of the right. year? Um, so yeah, it, it's it's huge. Uh, it's one thing to have to get through that. You miss the in some cases like Lamar Stevens, Mike Watkins, and anybody who's a senior last year was going to play in the NCAA to miss out on one of your biggest goals you've ever had, but. That's over. Unfortunately, we can't do anything about it. But you'd hate to see it happen again, uh, where the, the season either gets interrupted or doesn't get started. And and Steve, I think there's still a lot of unknowns in basketball. It, you know, football is one thing because it's outside. Yeah, basketball is not outside. Uh, so we're just trying to work our way through it. But they were able to play in NBA and NHL, but that was different too, right? Because everybody was like, it was just them. There wasn't anybody else. Right. You're not going on the road, but you know, hopefully by late November, uh, we keep saying this, right? It's going to end at some point, but it's just not ending. So, uh, uh, hopefully by then, the answer to your question, in a long-winded way, is yeah, we need to play this season at Avatorum. Yeah, exactly. Always a pleasure, my friend. 
Yes, sir. And to you, sir. Enjoy the Preakness and every other event that's happening all over the country. All over the same time. What the heck? Yeah. That's 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 why they have box and box now. You can watch two and one. <laughs> that's right. And, and Liverpool against Aston Villa on Sunday. At, and you and I can never forget that because we cannot ever forget Mr. Tarman. That's correct. Yeah, I, I love Liverpool for those people interested in such things. Absolutely. Almost as much as I like authentic. <laughs> 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 that might not be true. All right. Yeah, that might not be. <laughs> All right. <laughs> DJ, thanks. Yes, sir. Thanks, Steve. Dick Girardi. Mark Zumoff, next half hour, King Final Half Hour as we continue. Brought to you by Brewers Outlet on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Party time, game time, or just fun time. Doesn't matter what time it is because it's Brewers Outlet time. The beverage supermarket has the area's largest beer selection, imports, microbrews, ciders, and domestics. Pick from over 100 ice-cold 12-packs and dozens of 24-ounce singles. Soda, snacks, hot sauces, fresh roasted peanuts. Make it one-stop party shopping and don't forget the pickle bar. So whatever you're celebrating or just doing it up, Brewers Outlet Reagan Street Sunbury wants to see you. And thank you for your years of patronage. In a ward for the jacket and tie, does it count as a vote for the suit? I'll I'm just asking. I don't know. I'm, a- I'm asking for a friend. I, you know, if, just asking for a friend. I was just wondering. Hey, tonight, Shikolemi football. Got that for you tonight. I got Shemokin tonight. It's going to be a tough, hard fought game. 7 o'clock, 6 30 the airtime. Here on News Radio 1070 WKOK with uh, Kevin Hur and the Chief Dave Ritchie. Top broadcast team in the state getting out there and getting it done tonight. Uh, also, Sealands Grove will be on Eagle 107 tonight, looking to bounce back. And uh, you've got Lewisburg tomorrow night in action. So the Lewisburg game is tomorrow night. Now, State College is actually going to finally join the join the party. They're playing at Central Dauphin tonight. And we've got another game here, local game. Because, uh, I mean, our signal extends into, into Center County, especially Eastern Center County. Penns Valley is going to be playing against Belfont tonight. Should be a pretty good game. Yeah, you'd be a man... You driving forty five? You'd be amazed how far the you know the signal travels. It's amazing. All right, so that's what we have coming up tonight, and it's a. I mean, you want to talk? I mean, this is this is what becomes so galling. I understand the precautions, so I'm not criticizing the precautions. Okay, I'm just lamenting the circumstance. But, boy, this is a perfect night to go out and watch a high school football game. Oh, my goodness. It's 53 degrees, a little snap in the air. You need a jacket. You get some hot cider. You get a dog. You know, taking the band, you know, the color guard, the cheerleaders, the teams, the game. Oh, my goodness. This is is exactly why they play football in October is a night like this. I'm lamenting, I know. That's all I'm doing is lamenting. I'm not crit- being critical of anybody's decisions, not in any way, shape, or form. I'm just lamenting. You are allowed to lament. But boy, yeah, I mean, the sky's beautiful out there today. It's, it's, not, it's not 80 degrees. It's not 30 degrees. 
just feels like high school football. But at least they're playing for the young people. I am so thrilled at least they are playing. College football finally gets a little meat on the bone this weekend. That'll... We've had a series of Week Zero games, one after another. This weekend, you got Alabama against Texas A&M, and you got Auburn against Georgia. In fact, tonight's game, the nine o'clock game tonight, is not bad. Louisiana Tech and BYU. It's a pretty good Friday night game. We also have the Lakers and the Heat in Game Two tonight of the NBA Finals. Top of the sixth inning, Marlins and Cubs are still scoreless. Cardinals and Padres third and deciding game at 7 tonight. Steelers game with the Titans will be October 25th. Mark Zumoff on Doc Rivers and the Sixers. Next half hour here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Brought to you by our great friends at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket.